Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between. Welcome to episode 26, on the quest for day out activities. So, yeah, new episode, new week. Uh, it's been a while since the, since we recorded, uh, so much that I even forgot how to to do this stuff. How you been, man? Hey, Bruno. Um, yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I'm not doing too bad. Um, I recently, I think I've mentioned it before in an episode, but I recently came back from Egypt uh, from work trip and uh, I've been at home. Uh, Martina has had to go to uh, Portugal for a couple of days because the embassy here, uh, the Portuguese embassy in the UK is not good at all, at all. Uh, so, and so she had to go to Portugal uh, in order to renew her passport. Uh, so that's what's been up. Um, as we're ending the month of October, as we record this, uh, it's getting uh, rainier, it's getting a bit gloomier, uh, probably not as cold as it used to be climate change and all um, but yeah not too bad not too bad uh, and uh, just as a quick warning for everyone who might want to come to the UK uh, regarding embassies uh, you might want to check what sort of support your country gives in terms of an embassy or consulate or something um, because depending on the situation you may want to renew all your documents before you come because if it's the same as it happens with the Portuguese one it's pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> so, for you, Bruno, how are you? And also, uh, do you have any experience with the uh, Mexican embassy here in the UK? Well, other than the fact that they don't check that... I mean, I know it's partially our fault, and by our, I mean mine. Uh, but the fact that they don't check the documents, and now on Nimnim's birth certificate, Holly has my mom age. <laughs> other than that, the experience wait, has wait, been wait, good. Wait. Hang on, hang on. Tell me that again. You know that story that I was built. I was filling out the form, and it says mother age. But because I'm used to filling forms for myself, I put my mom's age. Especially because they also ask for grandmother information. I remember. I remember so, you telling me that they asked for that and that you put it. But are you saying that they issued the document with the wrong age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on name name's birth certificate, Holly's date of birth <laughs> is uh, 1956. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. yeah, and if we want to fix it, we have to go all the way to Mexico, to actual Mexico, to do a whole, basically a trial. <laughs> He's joking. Nah, mate, it's true. So much that they, the person in the, because my mom wrote to them being like, yo, this happened, can it be fixed? And they said like, I mean, it can, but we don't see the reason why, <laughs> just ignore it. Like, no one's gonna question it, because especially there's two type of birth certificates in Mexico. There's the proper literal one, and then there's something called a certifi certified copy, which is what pretty much everyone needs. And that one doesn't show the date of birth of the parents, just their name. So that's why they, even the Mexican government was like, ah, just ignore it. Which just goes to tell you a lot of the Mexican government, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it's, you know somewhere out there in the future maybe 200 years into the future someone is tracking their 
genealogical tree and they're coming around and they're going to mexico and they're getting that birth certificate and they're yeah. like what the hell happened here why was yeah. mexican with this old british lady like i don't understand they're gonna think i was a sugar baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, so somewhere out in the future, uh, someone is uh, looking forward to that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that is incredible. So other than that, now I top notch from the embassy, right? <laughs> other than that. Uh... <laughs> uh, I love that they didn't question it at all. They just went like, yes, that's what well, I sounds mean. legit. That's like, I mean, yes, legit. it was I mean... my error for me to feel it wrong. I will admit that 100%. But the lady was there. The lady read the documents. And she was like, "Yeah, this this tracks." Fair. Was Holly there as well? She was. Yeah, she? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. looked at Holly and she went like, "Yeah, that that seems about right." Yeah, and wow. especially because Holly Holly gave Poor them Holly. ID. <laughs> Holly gave them ID, so Holly's like, "This lady has on one hand the ID with the proper date of birth, and the other one, the document that says obviously the wrong date." And she didn't think, "Hmm, maybe I should tell them they should fix it." She thought like. Hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> oh my goodness, that right? That right? is incredible. Like that is that is an, an embassy boo as well, right? It's not just my fault. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it should at least raise some eyebrows to the point where someone should go, "Are you sure?" Uh, yeah, like, exactly. It's like, have you looked at what you've given me? Like, yeah. it's their job to check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but That's other incredible. than that, fine. But I also wanted to mention that today's uh, a special episode. I mean, not that we're doing anything thematic or anything, but it's a special episode because today is this poopy day. It's it's, it's poopy day. <laughs> spoopy day. Spoopy day. All right. What's a spoopy day? Halloween. Are are, are am I? Do I need to clean my ears or something? Am I listening to you incorrectly? What, what are you saying? Spoopy? You never heard the term spoopy? It's like spooky, but in childish voice. Oh, this is oh. very spoopy. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, it makes sense. Um, just because I hadn't heard it doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense, because it does, but no, I hadn't Oh, I hadn't you need to hang that. out more in the internet, man. Your age is showing. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's how the young kids are calling it now. Spoopy season. Really? That... Yeah. Wow. If I don't know why we would have young kids listening to this podcast, but if you are a young kid listening No, to by it, young kids, just... I mean like like 20-year-olds. You know, you, well, we're old, mate. We're Gen old. Z. Come on. Uh, just, yeah. you know, yeah, just confirm that. Or, yeah, because I'd love to hear about this, how that came about. Um, yeah, generational differences can be weird. Yeah, but anyways, let me translate to old people lingo. Today is the spooky season, the spooky Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said it so naturally when you said spooky, and I was like, am I, am I crazy? Am I mishearing these? Or, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's spooky season, definitely. Um, it's, uh, it's good fun. Um... Uh, seeing all the decorations and everything and the, the, do you know that there's a house in Brighton that goes like super overboard with the decorations to raise money for charity yeah 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 I saw a post on Facebook of an ex-co-worker that she was like oh it's in in Hove some like in the rich part of Hove when they have really yeah. big houses and it went oh. ham 
Yeah, I've I've actually been through the place not this year but i i've been through it last year and i saw uh maybe we should post some pictures on our um uh, on the resources yeah on the social media pages um just sharing it but yeah essentially it's a housing hove that um goes uh, overboard with the, the the decorations it's not just for halloween as well it's for halloween and for christmas uh, and they do it to raise money for charity and all of that but it's like absolutely incredible like out of this world really um and um yeah it's really really good fun well but i anyway. remember when i used to live in hove um I, their Christmas decorations of that neighborhood was also amazing. Uh, like, I remember go, walking through Christmas one day at night just to see the decoration. And some houses, it's stuff that you see, the stuff you see on the internet, how they have music and the lights go to the beat of the music. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, 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 for sure. I agree. So, talking about walking out and... Uh, well, actually, no, before we do that, it was a nice segue, but I'm, I'm skipping ahead. What's new with Nico? Yeah, um, it's an interesting question. What is new with him? Uh, everything kind of blurs for me. Um, what's new with him? Um, one thing that he's done recently, which is really fun, is that uh, so usually at night we give him a bottle before he goes to bed. And uh, he just we, we've just started like practicing with him and he kind of just tells us when he's done with the bottle uh, so he just goes like uh, ta-da which is kind of like uh done it's in portuguese it's but it's like done um, yeah just that or but when he's not done like we go like jata like is are you done and if he's not he just shakes his head uh so that's something new that's funny uh other than that uh what's been going on with him uh, he was a little bit ill uh last week uh so he was a little feeling a little bit down uh but he's fortunately he's he's recovered now um and other than that uh we're going to book his first haircut soon uh because oh, really? he's yeah he's sporting a mullet and even though some people seem to be wanting to bring it back um Mullet. Oh, mate, let him rock the mullet. No, 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 no. It's way too Come long. On. Here, no. no, no, no. Look, look. This is what you're going to do. You're going to let him rock the mullet. You're going to buy some denim dungarees. You're going to give him a straw to chew on. And he's going to be a redneck baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's going to have his haircut uh, soon. And... Um, yeah, he's just been really, really good. He's so wanting to speak, right? So he's he's like, when you when when you're with him, it you know that he just wants to speak and he wants to talk to you. Yeah, no I words come you. out. No words come out, but you can really, really see like that he's really trying to express himself. Yeah, same. Essentially, like her, Nim Nim's babbles, they're more like you can tell that she's speaking in bed in baby. Yeah, like they're not just sounds. She is saying like she is trying to speak. Not always. Don't get me wrong. She's not like already to that point every time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more and more often that you 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 see that she's actually trying to say something, and especially because whenever she is able to communicate something, she gets so happy. Like for example, she points on something <laughs> and she goes ah, 
because she's very loud. So you, she points at something and she goes, ah! And you're like, this one? And if you, you guessed it right, she's like, yeah! They understand! <laughs> like, she gets so proud of herself, like, I did it! And... <laughs> That's really <cool. laughs> Yeah. And See, um, oh, I saw one of her recent pictures, and uh, yeah. she looks so much like a little girl now, like right? a toddler girl. She's uh, she's so far away from looking like a baby now. Yeah, yeah, she's more to look like it's like you see her, and she's a baby, but she's more like a little girl than a newborn, definitely. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and she's walking everywhere, and she has yeah. This how is her walking? Oh, she is great. Like, she still takes heavy steps. Like, when she walks, it's like, dun, dun, dun. So she's not very confident yet, but she's very right. fast. And I noticed that, for example, whenever she needs to lean down or rest, she, she still does what I told you before, that she squats. So she doesn't sit down. She just squats and then gets back up and keeps on walking. So she's going to have some really nice, like, strong glutes by the time she's a toddler. She's going to be like, yeah, because she's going to just keep doing... Uh, oh, I forgot the name in English. Oh, squats, basically. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, she does squats all the time. And uh, she, her, one of her her favorite activities right now is she grabs a toy, picks it up, uh, then she she likes to pick everything at the same time. She doesn't like to do a single trip. She's like the typical male when it's time to put the the food shopping in, and it's like everything one trip. She is like that. Sure. So she grabs all her toys, she drops them midway, so she has to. <laughs> pick them up again because it's obviously too much for her but she doesn't care so she grabs everything goes to another side of the room puts it there like in order and then she's like okay and then she picks them back up again and brings them back to the other side of the room puts them in a certain order and it's like okay now to the other side of the room so basically she's playing to putting stuff in order from one side of the room to the other that's well, like her favorite game they right must now. be they must be yin and yang then because nico is going through the exact opposite so he's basically chaos per personified so he goes and anytime so we have a few toys right that they stack up mm -hmm. and uh, anything that goes above like five centimeters up he takes a lot of joy in just destroying it oh and same so yeah, yeah. She, yeah she lays them flat she doesn't like structures well she no i i i let me correct myself she likes breaking structures yeah, like if you yeah. make cubes she will be godzilla and go like Rah! And yeah, then you exactly. try to teach her how to stack them up, and she's like, nah, 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 nah. And <laughs> right no, now no. she... Nico can't stand it. Can't yeah, stand right it. now she loves saying no, too. Like, she discovered that she can say no. So she shakes her head so vigorously, like, no, no, mm-mm. And it's hilarious, because you, for example, you told her, Nim Nim, do you want to come and eat? And she's like, no, no. Do you want a bath? And she's like, no, no. And they're like, okay, do you want a piece of cheese? And she goes, ha, ha. Because <laughs> she loves cheese. So she's like, yeah, I want cheese. And she has this thing that she likes to grab things with both hands. So you can give her a string of cheese. And that's fine. But she won't be happy until she has another one so that you can have one yeah, on each it's, hand. It's the same with Nico, really. He wants to have one piece on each hand. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's the stage we're at. So it seems, again, very similar in their development. Which stands to reason, given that they're just three weeks apart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so just going back to the theme of the uh, of this episode, which is day out activities. Um, so this is more around doing things out, but it doesn't have to necessarily be 
outdoors uh, it could be about just it's basically outside of the house essentially so there's, there's going to be a little bit of focus on just being outdoors but also just doing things that is not just staying home every weekend every month um so um starting with why and the importance of the day out activities uh, a little bit more on the advantages of it uh, so one of them is that just by being outside uh, kids get more vitamin D uh, which yeah. obviously is very important for their development uh, but it also means that uh, when they're outside they practice their social skills even if they're not meeting other friends or something just by seeing other people just by uh, you know you know, communicating or greeting other people. So they just practice their social skills as well. And if they're meeting friends even more uh, and all of it helps to uh, build confidence. It gives them different stimulation from just being at home. Uh, it helps with their imagination. Uh, as someone who is fairly artistic, Bruno, I would say that obviously that's something uh, that you, you place a lot of value in as well in terms of imagination. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it Can reduces... I tell you? Sorry, just yeah. I, I want to do a quick addendum to it because yeah. I, I always thought it was incredibly cute, and I just want to put her on the spot because Holly says that she's not as imaginative anymore, and that she she's sad that she's not as imaginative anymore. But I, she tells me this story that for me that's the like the definition of imagination because she said that when she was a teenager, I don't remember exactly when, uh, so I'm sorry that I forget the details. But that she had a funeral for her imagination, like a literal funeral. I think she buried a box or did something like uh, ceremonial, maybe not exactly buried, but she had a funeral for her imagination. I'm like, but that's super imaginative. Like, I would have never thought of doing a funeral for her imagination. That was so cool. Yeah, right? So, yeah, you, I just wanted to... Because wow. when you mentioned, oh, I know that you're, you're very artistic and everything. It's like, well, I don't think it's just me. I think it's the whole family. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but, you know, the day out activities definitely help with that. And another thing that it helps with is also reducing stress. And we know that the generations, our generation, younger generations like Generation Z, uh, everyone seems to be suffering from some level of stress and anxiety. So getting them early out and reducing any amount of stress that they can take in and helping them deal with that kind of stress that's also very positive um and uh, uh doing exercise which uh when i was looking at this article and um, we're going to post a link to the article on the resources but i was looking at it apparently uh going outside and doing exercise uh it's especially useful for kids with adhd and uh, i'm not saying that neem is going to have it but you have expressed in the past concerns that she might um so uh, just bear in mind that uh, on on the, this website they were saying that going outside is, and doing exercise is especially important for kids uh with adhd yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. no i completely agree i it's it's super important and it's not only important is well beneficial so it's not only important because obviously there's a lot of things that are important but it's also beneficial is not the word that i want to say but it's like helpful 
because there you can do something it's hard to find the correct word because obviously something if it's important and necessary then it's it's helpful to do it but i think the word i'm trying to use is like it's entertaining it's what i'm trying to get at it's not only because you can do something that is needed for example taking your vitamins because it's important but the kids might not enjoy it but as someone at least in my experience obviously i cannot speak for for everyone that has it but from my experience doing activities outside was also was always something that i enjoyed and i say that as a kid that was a homebody i always liked to stay at home but every time i had an excuse to go out i liked it like i like cycling or climbing trees or stuff like that so yeah yeah i definitely understand what you're saying and why is it like important uh, for kids with adhd to to do it yeah exactly um it just helps them get more focused on the activity at hand and overall it helps them with that um so hopefully it's not something that you know uh, Nim is going to have to to face in terms of that extra challenge but regardless there are many many advantages of going for these day out activities yeah um i heard that they call it uh, a nature bath or a nature shower the, <laughs> one of the two i don't know if you heard that terminology what before. do they call a nature shower Na uh, going outside for like hiking or going through the woods oh, and walking okay. yeah and apparently it's really good at relaxing you and helping you focus like you said yeah exactly um so yeah uh, so so when it comes to uh the uk um obviously you know we're going to go over uh some of the ones that we would like to go to and all of that but when it comes to the uk uh, one thing i have found living here is that there's plenty of variety for all tastes and budgets i don't know if you've seen the same thing but you know you can go to theme park you have camping you can just go to the beach you can just go and hike you can camp so there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know works well for a lot of different tastes and a lot of different budgets um have you have you found that to be the case as well yeah, well, this weekend, just on, we went to Holly's dad house this weekend, and they have this big ridgeback dog. So we went on a walk, and they live, we're in an area where there's a forest nearby, and so we went to walk the dog, and we took Nim Nim, and it was amazing. I loved it. I love. Oh, I remember uh, the. It's called forest bathing, and it's based on a. A Japanese activity that was, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Shinrin Yoku, I think it was the name. It's a practice to basically like relax yourself in the while you're walking in the forest, while you're hiking in a forest. Uh, we can probably put that in the in the resources as well for anyone that wants to know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, so we went through the forest and it was really nice. And both Holly and I, she's getting uh, well she already did so she got me into for, uh, mushrooming so checking for mushrooms and identifying uh, oh, them and everything yeah so we were just walking and seeing some mushrooms and see if we could identify she's trying to do it by memory and i'm being lazy and i downloaded an app so i'm trying to do it with the app uh so but we're looking for both mushrooms and we're saying how excited we are to think what nim nim when she grows up and hopefully she likes it too so we can walk for example to the downs and go and see nature and do some mushroom hunting and uh, we also like foraging as you know so collecting uh, things that you can do then to eat so berries or pine cones or whatever so and like cool. you said that is that is very cheap that just involves you going to a place where there's nature and walking and we 
luckily living in, in a country that ha that still has a lot of green parts. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's, that's one of the best things about being here in the UK. Not just that, but like in general, what I found as well is that the UK is very focused on the children's well-being and the time mm -hmm. spent together. Uh, just a little bit of contrast. Um, we're going to go over what it's like in Portugal and Mexico but just as a bit of a contrast in Portugal I don't feel like there's so much of a focus on children's activities and well-being uh, whenever there is like there's a few things I don't want to be unfair because there are a few parks and, and stuff like that but it always feels very uh very exclusive for children so just kind of like not a family activity but it feels like it's it's either nothing or when there's activities it's kind just of like just for the kids just yeah. for the kids you know just yeah, yeah, go yeah. there and just for the kids to do whether that's a park whether that's a, a playground or whatever it may be but just something that the parents just need to stay there and just look after the kids and that's it whereas in here i feel like there's more focus on the, the, their entire well-being and spending time with you as well and something that you can enjoy uh, at least that's what I have found um, and I'm, I'm actually quite excited to do um, uh, quite a few things here uh, in fact before we go to the activities that happen in our countries uh, maybe it's actually better if we start by saying what we might be excited to try here in the UK while we're talking about the UK um, so uh, do you want to go first so what kind of activities come to mind that you would like to do in the future uh, with um, uh, with Nim with family a little bit older yeah as a family but yeah with her yeah and stuff. well I already mentioned that we both Holly and I are very um, enthusiastically expecting for her to obviously we're, we're not going to be those parents that are pushy but we hope she likes it so we really want to do like a lot of hiking and exploring and maybe to even take some books or stuff and be like, okay, so what's that berry? Can we pick it up? What can we do with the berry? Can we do some jams? Can we do some syrups? Oh, what's that mushroom? Let's take some sport test and see if we can identify it. So stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to, for example, getting those berries and then coming back and being like, okay, let's put our aprons on and let's make some jam and maybe some muffins. So using That's cute. what we, yeah. And I think it's also, a good opportunity to teach her respect for nature and teach her to to love the, the planet that we have and I don't want to go into this whole eco-friendly thing but you know my stand on that so it, I think it's a nice opportunity to teach her look the planet giveth the planet can taketh away be remain be respectful and this is why we appreciate lives and all that uh, mumbo jumbo that I do want to teach her so that's one of the activities that I'm I'm looking forward to but also just sightseeing the the uk is really good for sightseeing there's so many places that i haven't been that i want to go i want to go to the giant's causeway i've been trying to go for ages um so i want to go there and i would love to go there and tell nimnim the story of why it's called the giant causeway and maybe read her a story or just narrate the story of the finn mccool the giant and well you can do the research on why i'm not gonna go right now to tell the whole folklore of the giant causeway but going to the scottish highlands going back to, going to york and going to the viking museums so that's something that i'm very looking forward to going camping or maybe 
they, she can join the reenactment society and do some festivals with her dress in traditional uh, like garbs and obviously that's outside the the well that's outside the UK so I won't count it but I think there's a not I think I know there's a very famous theme park here in the UK so I want to take her there so that's another thing that I, I would like to do uh, I would love to take her to to London as well even though it's not nature but it's again sightseeing to see Big Bang to see the the London Bridge the London Eye so pretty much I don't know how there's no word in English but paseo is the word we use in Mexican Spanish ir de paseo and I yeah. that's what I want to do with her basically that's that those are the activities that I want to do camping going to the beach uh, maybe fishing one day so that those type of, of stuff is what I'm excited to and teach her the history of of the country she was born in the country her mom is in so teach her the story of the country she's in in an interesting and interactive way not just by sit down and study you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah that's that sounds really really good uh, it's not you know it's not too dissimilar to what um to what I would like to do as well uh, a lot of that touches on the same points as, as I would like to do I think some of the differences would be that some of that stuff I know that Martin is not a big fan of like for example camping and even hiking to a certain extent um, but yeah Martina doesn't like camping because she doesn't like anywhere that she can't have like a proper clean toilet and all of that uh, so i don't think that she's very into that but maybe you know maybe glamping and all of those other things like or maybe it could be a, 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 a daddy pedro and uncle bruno and nico go camping you know yeah maybe hey. maybe that could maybe that could be it yeah that's 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 very true um, a boys weekend we just go camping and then <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah nim, the Holly and, and Marty go and do whatever they, they want to do. I was yeah. gonna say something, but then that's gonna it was gonna sound very stereotypical. I'm like, nah, let's let them choose whatever they want <laughs> to do. I'm not gonna suggest anything. But yeah, that could be another thing. Because that's that's also another thing. That's why I keep saying family, because yes, uh, Holly is obviously her mom, but we also have my mom here. We also have her granddad, her other grandma. Her, uh, her cousin, so Holly sister, and my niece. So there's a lot of family activities that might involve more than me and Holly. And again, for example, it could involve you or Elliot, which might not be biological family, but it's still family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and what sort of... Because obviously, you know, that's, that's all very well and good. But what sort of like more exciting stuff do you look forward to doing because i can think of a few different things so still on a halfway through being exciting uh, you have like the beach uh, like martinez loves going to the beach she, she needs to have like a summer holiday every year and even if it's not like the summer holiday she still really likes to go to the beach which is good because we're in the south of uh, england uh, and what i mean by that i know it may have sounded sarcastic but i I was actually telling the truth because we're actually near the beach and out of everywhere in the country it's the only place where it's basically bearable to go and go into the sea um so that's probably one thing that we're going to do quite a lot uh but in other things 
I would like to go, for example, to Legoland, um, which uh, apparently I found out, because I wanted to go a few years ago, but I found out that you can only go as... Um, uh, as if you have kids, so yeah, they discriminate against adult. adults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very ageist. Um, but yeah, you can only go if you have a kid. So um, uh, that was a bummer. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to that, and maybe even going to the one in Denmark because I know that they built one in Denmark like maybe two, three years ago. Might have been more, but who knows? Um, and they are. Uh, it, it's meant to be really, really big and really, really nice. So I might want to go to that one as well. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the the exciting stuff. Oh, and obviously Disneyland. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've got Paris next door. Let's put it that way. And uh, um, oh, did you know that that's yeah. gonna be uh, a little bit harder to go to Disney, uh, France? How so? Because well, maybe not for us actually, but for for example for Hollywood, because now France it's gonna start charging like five bucks for British people to enter France just because they're petty like that and so Brexit mm. means they're gonna charge five bucks but but the problem with that is that now they have to go to this immigration thingy and pay the five bucks so Eurostar already said look the train station that went directly from was it Victoria or is King's Cross I don't remember King's Cross I think okay well the one that goes directly from Chris Cross to Paris I mean to Disney cross it's just gonna go to paris so you're gonna have to go to paris enter paris and then from paris go to disney the one that goes directly into disney they're gonna close it because they said that already they were struggling with it but now having to add the manpower to basically have an immigration office inside the station it wasn't just it wasn't worth it so they're gonna close it i think they're gonna close it this year wow wow no i i had no idea about that to be honest um yeah uh, but yeah, so, and yeah, obviously going to Disneyland, which is, you know, quite a, a hallmark. I think that every kid should go to Disneyland at some point in their lives. Maybe just once, but um, but it's really good. It doesn't happen, it doesn't always happen. It didn't happen for me, for example. I never went as a kid. Um, and I've only been to one very recently. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what, some of the stuff that I would like to do. Obviously, that's not days out that you do every week, obviously. Uh, but those are just some of the activities outside of the house that I can think of that I'm excited to try in the next few years. Hopefully, by the time that Nico listens to these, we will have accomplished most of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, I, I want to go to, to Legoland as well. I also want to go to Disney. Um... I have to say I'm very uh, naively ambitious because I want to go to the States. I want to go to Florida uh, because one thing on my bucket list was to go to all Disney's except Hong Kong one. And I think I already did every one of them except the ones in Florida because I've been through the one in Anaheim when I was nine. So I wouldn't mind going again, but at least I already did. I've been to the, the ones in Japan twice now. And I've been to the one in, in France, so I just need the ones in, in Florida. So I would definitely like to do that. I want to go to Japan with her and I want to go to Mexico. But I don't like to travel. Well, I, I would do it right now if I had extra money. But because I don't, I don't want to travel when she's not going to remember it, when it's not going to be worth it. Yeah. So I'm still yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. to wait a bit for that. 
because obviously again if i could go to mexico every year then yeah whatever but if i'm gonna go once and then not go again for another 10 years or so because uh, i've already been here six years since i moved and i haven't gone back so it's not have really you, an exaggeration have you, have you not come back to mexico once I yeah mean, man no, no, oh no. Well, i didn't know that i thought yeah, i thought no, you've been at least once mm -mm. Uh, because again, not, I don't have the money for it. Uh, so if if it's gonna if things don't improve monetary wise, uh, and that's gonna keep being the reality, then I want to be sure that she can remember it, uh, even if not yeah. perfect, but at least that she understands it and have fun. Because if we were to travel right now, she she would have fun, but just the same as she will have fun here. Like she wouldn't even notice she's somewhere else. Yeah, yeah so, I know what you mean. So that's yeah, what you I... want it to be memorable if, she, exactly. if you're only going to go like every once in a while. So you want yeah. to remember. I get it. So all but the things but that why I... do why do discrimination against Hong Kong then? Uh, that's that's just my political views and China's government. Let's not get into it because it's not a political podcast. <laughs> but it's just right. simply part of like I said. Oh, I want. I don't want to give my money to the Japanese government. It all started when they Jap were doing the uh. the whole. Um, Uyghur Muslim thing, and I was like, ugh. Uh. So again, I don't. Let's not go into no, into no, much no. Detail, I mean, I, but... I, I, I get it. It's just that out of the the only reason why I was surprised, I, I probably wouldn't even questioned it because for me it would have made sense. It's just because it's not even in Beijing, you know. It's Hong Kong, probably one well, of those actually, places it was in, in China. It wasn't in my bucket list. I was going. I mean, it wasn't excluded out of my bucket list. It was part of the the plan. But then, uh, was it last year? Call me ignorant on this because I, I I can't believe I can tell you exactly when. But basically, Hong Kong got reabsorbed, didn't it? So now it's like, oh well, that excludes it mm, now. Sort of, yeah, yeah. It, it was more that they pushed their authoritarianism and they kind of made it a bit more strong in that sense it used to be a bit more like flexible and now it's well it can also be discussed but that was already three years ago believe that it or not. the that the leader is just a, a placeholder and she yeah, yeah, yeah. and winnie the pooh is still the the controller of of hong kong sure so yeah yeah, uh, yeah. believe it so or not that's that was why. already three years ago yeah exactly there we go so that's precisely why it was like oh damn it uh, but yeah, let's see how the situation develops. Like, I'm I'm open to going again <laughs> uh, if yeah, it's available. But yeah, it's basically because of that. And I know before anyone in the comments, if they're gonna give us feedback, if anyone tells me like, oh, you give money to the Chinese government all the time by buying stuff that are made in China, <laughs> I know, I'm aware. Let me have my own beliefs. <laughs> uh, but another <laughs> thing that I'm looking forward that I can do before traveling or anything is i want to take her to plays to to theater you know to for example i know how famous in the uk pantos are so i'm very much looking forward to take her to a panto when she can understand and to hear her oh it's behind you it's behind you for for so, those for those for people who might be listening and they don't know what a panto is you want to explain what it is Yes, a panto is uh, it's a short. It's how the UK slang for pantomime, which is a, a type of theater play for kids, in which is a story, but it's more interactive. So there's no fourth wall, and the kids usually, for example, the villain is sneaking behind the princess to kidnap her, 
and the kids do yell something like, oh, it's behind you, and the actors react to it. So the actors turn around, but obviously because the villain also heard them, the villain hides in that moment. And it usually, as far as I'm aware, because I haven't been ever to a British panto, but it apparently it also has a lot of double entendras. So the jokes that just go above the kid's head and the parents are also laughing. Oh, that one. They're very know. dirty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a lot of friends have told me that it ha they have reputation for actually being quite dirty and having a lot of double entendres that are very <laughs> smart and the kids will actually not understand. So that's why it's fun for the parents as well. Uh, Interesting. I didn't know that part. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to take her to see like her first concert, even if it's not a massive... like. Madonna concert, but the first concert of music in the area that she will understand. Like, look, there's gonna be this artist, even if it's not known, but just you see how sometimes neighborhoods put like events, right? And there's gonna be a yeah. concert of local <laughs> artists. So s stuff like that to to see her get more involved in in culture, like music and theater and that kind of stuff is something that I'm looking forward to as well. Nice. Yeah, that that sounds really good. Um, yeah, I can't say that I've um, had much of that while I was growing up. A little bit, but not too, too much. There just weren't that many opportunities. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think that uh, just to cover just a few other things that come to mind, uh, which I don't know if you're interested or not to do with Neem, but uh, there's like petting zoos here. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and uh, you've got farms. Sometimes you have farms that are petting zoos, so you just go to a farm and you let the kids pet the animals and all of that. Uh, so that seems quite fun, and it's it's you know it's good for them to interact with that side of the country and you know understand understand how things are interlinked with one another rather than just living in a city and thinking that everything just sprouts from the ground from the concrete and just understanding how you know everything comes from one place to another and all of that um and i'm sure that my dad so nico's grandpa will want to come here and visit some steam trains uh, and he's going to take nico with him um so yeah that's going to be uh, fun uh and um i do have one comment to say so one thing that i enjoy uh, is like the aquarium yeah but i have to say I'm not impressed with the British aquariums, but that might be a bit of an anomaly because I wasn't overly impressed with the aquarium in Osaka either when I went to Japan. Really? And that's meant to be, yeah, and that's meant to be one of the best ones in the world. And it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was very good. But I just sort of was expecting more. And the reason is because the aquarium in Portugal is also very, very good. Uh, in the one in Lisbon and so that kind of sets the baseline for what I expect from an aquarium and here in the UK they're all pretty much pretty simple pretty uh, small and all of that they're nice but when you have the one in Lisbon as a baseline it just made everything else seem a bit uh, weaker in comparison but the yeah one in Osaka, I'm being a bit harsh towards the one in Osaka because it was very good but for example no but uh, I do understand what it you wasn't mean. as large as the one in Lisbon for the central tank yeah no I do understand what you mean because I, I get the same thing with like regional food and like like for example even in Japan which don't get me wrong I love Japanese food like I absolutely loved it and it's it's one of my favorite 
to eat. Like when I can't eat Japanese, I'll probably eat Japanese. But then I can go home to Mexico and be like, yeah, but it doesn't beat this though. And part yeah. of it is because it's what I grew up. Just like you, you grew up with the Lisbon Aquarium. But part of it is because it's also very good. Like there's no denying that the Lisbon Aquarium is incredible. Just like Mexican gastronomy is also one of the best in the world, just like the Japanese. So I, I yeah. do understand what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, those are just the kind of activities. And I think that we've touched enough, we've teased enough uh, some of the stuff that we've done and some of the stuff that we we can do in our own countries. Um, so maybe we can um, go and explore that a little bit in terms of the activities that existed in our countries while we were growing up. And, you know, maybe Nico and Nim or you know, whatever other kids um, um, there might be in the future uh, might want to do when they visit those countries, you know, when Nim visits Mexico or Nico visits Portugal or something. So what sort of activities did you grow up with and what did you do outside of the house when you were in back in Mexico? Well, basically, I didn't go out much. Uh, well, depends. I'm dividing my proper young childhood versus my olderish childhood because I moved from Mexico City to Puerto Vallarta when I was eight going to nine, which is actually a very yeah. good division of between young kid versus adult, uh, That's adult true. Pff, yeah, yeah, yeah. versus older kid. So I can I remember that when I was a young kid, I didn't do much outside of my home. As in, I didn't go much to, to the park in the corner or everything. If I go out, it was mostly to go to another's friend's houses. I do remember yeah. that I, I went a lot into theater. Like, I, I had an uncle that was working at theater at the time. And my mom also loved culture a lot. So I did go a lot to, to theaters to see, like, Peter Pan or um, Snow White. Uh, like, like, stuff like that. Or Mexican Pantos. So I, 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 I was involved in theater a lot. That's why I want Nim Nim to be in it. Because I remember, I have fond, memory, fond memories of it. And I remember going to, to museums as well. But there's this one specific museum in Mexico. If you have the opportunity to go, you should definitely do so. It's called Papalote Museo del Niño, which means a kite kids museum. And it's a science museum, but it's, it's, it advertised itself at the time as the museum that you can touch and you're, in, you're encouraged to touch the stuff. Because normal museums is like, oh, don't touch this, don't touch that. And in this one, you have to. So I remember there was this thing that you stand up and they cover you in a bubble or the typical electric ball that you touch it and your hand stands up or there's a bed of nails that you can lay down and then you're laying in the nails and it doesn't hurt or this huge body that you walk in. So you're walking through the lungs and then you go to the stomach. So that was really cool. That's something that I, I remember very fondly. And then, well, it was the typical water parks. There were water parks. Everyone went to the water parks. They loved it. And the beach, especially in Mexico City, there's a lot of, let's go on a weekend trip to Acapulco and just go to the beach. Which How long I, does it take you to get there? Uh, I think in a car drive, it was like seven hours, something like Oof. that. <laughs> yeah, that's typical uh, for Mexicans, mate. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. they go on a Friday, they drive, they arrive, have dinner, go to sleep, go to the beach on Saturday, uh, maybe on Sunday morning, on go Sunday. a little bit to the beach, and then the drive back home. <laughs> uh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that's common. Again, that's like yeah, let's do it on the weekend. Um, 
But and what I'm, about the water parks? Are there a lot of water parks in Mexico? Maybe not in Mexico City, but because I lived in a beach town, there were a lot of them. Once I moved to oh, Puerto Vallarta course, yeah. and I was a little bit older, there were tons of them. And unlike Marty, I personally don't like the beach that much. I love water. Oh, okay. I love water. I don't. Yeah, like you've the beach. mentioned it. Yeah, because of the sand, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm an Anakin Skywalker yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, stan, and I hate the beach. Uh, because of the sand uh, but I love water so I love pools and like rivers and the slides with the donuts that was really cool and obviously Mexico also has like uh, some theme parks there's one that used to be called uh, oh I can't believe I forgot the, the original name but now it's called Six Flags so basically it got bought by Six Flags oh okay oh Reino Aventura <laughs> it was Adventure Kingdom and actually, do you remember the movie Free Willy? Yeah. Well, the 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 whale in that movie is it, her name was Keiko, and she was in Reino Aventura. I went to see her and I touched her and everything. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she was in a water park. Guess, in guess you wouldn't do that nowadays. No. Well, actually, as I grew up, I found out that they treat her horribly. Luckily, she got released and she went to live in the Arctic before she died. But uh, even if the movie, if you see, her flipper is bent and she has like scarring Oof. on the side. And that's because the tank in which they had her was tiny, like proper tiny. Uh, so she lived miserably, I found out later. Uh, but obviously at the moment I was a kid, I didn't know. My mom didn't know either because it wasn't publicized or anything. So it was just go and, and see the whale and touch the whale and look how, pu how yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. the whale and the dolphins are, blah, 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 blah. Then it got bought by Six Flags, so they got rid of all that, and now it's just a Six Flags in Mexico. Uh, yeah. And there was another theme park, which was, again, just like Six Flags, so a theme park with roller coasters and stuff. And when I was doing, filling my part of the skeleton uh, uh, script for this episode, I researched, because I forgot the, the address. I wanted to, to look the address for some reason. Oh, because it's very close to another activity that I used to do when I was a kid, which is go to the Castillo de Chapultepec, Chapultepec Castle. It's important okay. because it's tied to an event in history in which there was a war. And that castle, after it was a castle, became a military academy. And when it was being invaded, some cadets that were in the academy basically sacrificed themselves for the academy. So now they're renowned as the Kid Heroes. That's the actual name, Los Niños Héroes. And but the park is in the same area, Chapultepec. And so I was researching to see what I could find out. And it's actually closed because there was an accident in a roller coaster. Oh. Uh, oh, there shit. was a big accident. A lot of people lost their life. And then they did an investigation. And it's because the main roller coaster wasn't given proper maintenance. Uh, yeah, as it should be. because of something like that. Yeah, so they lost their license. And now they're just waiting for someone to... There was already like three bids for people to buy the park. But then COVID hit. So it got detracted. Oh. So now it's actually closed. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still waiting for someone to put the bid. Uh, it's not going to disappear. Someone is going to buy it. But it's just the government didn't allow the company to apply for another license. It was like, no, you lost it. And you lost the chance of getting one. So you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to sell it. Or destroy it and transform it into something else. So they're going to sell it. And well, there was also that, the Chapultepec. So it's a, a castle in the middle of like a forest. So it has like a zoo. So you walk around in the forest and it has a zoo. It has a mini lake that you can 
do like one of those boats that you go in a pedal, the one that looks like a dock. So I remember going that with my, my mom and sitting in those dock boats and pedaling around the park and going to see the museum, the zoo. So those are the kind of activities I did when I was a kid. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's still quite a lot. I, and Don't get I me wrong, that's... it sound, it that sounded like a lot, but it's not like I did that every weekend. Like No, 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 I know, I know, I know. But I think, I think for me it sounds like a lot, because what you have to remember is that Mexico is a very large country, right? Um, but for example, it's a medium-sized is... country, though. It's just well, everything in Europe is tiny. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. But anyway, the point is, Portugal is tiny, and uh, um, anything anything we wanted to do, essentially, we had to leave the country in order to do. If it was anything special like Portugal, it does have some theme parks, but it's more like your weekend theme park. It's not like a once a uh, every six months theme park or anything like that um, anything we wanted to that level of excitement that would be like six flags we, we would have to drive out to spain to do it uh, so we didn't have anything like that the biggest ones at the time uh, were in lisbon and they were still like they had been there for like decades and i think they're still there and they they're just something very 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 simple it just basically has the one roller coaster with like one loop and everyone goes crazy about it um so so there's that um then what else do i remember doing uh, i remember going to the beach quite a lot uh, i remember going to water parks so there's quite a lot of water parks down in the south of portugal in algarve and i remember remember going to at least two or three out of them uh, I, I remember distinctly that I didn't go to one of them which is the most recent one because it was also the most expensive but uh, I enjoy that I really enjoy a water park really really enjoy it um, and then what else um, yeah there's the carnival sometimes uh, you have like the circus and I went to the circus maybe once or twice but my parents never really liked it because of the treatment of animals uh, and stuff so they, they never really liked taking me there um, I remember doing like there's a small safari company there and then just the normal stuff that we've already discussed like camping going to the beach doing some hiking as well there's some good hiking trails in Portugal um, nothing in comparison to the UK but there's like some decent ones some nice ones i remember doing that with my parents that was probably the most regular the most consistent thing we did together um everything is fairly cheap uh, so there's nothing that is tremendously expensive because there's also nothing that is very big or very large or in terms of scale. Like I said, anytime you wanted to do something that was large in scale, you had to leave the country. Like most of the people, if they wanted to go to like Disneyland, obviously you would, they would go to Paris and it would be a whole holiday and all of that. Um, so the scale in Portugal for that kind of stuff was really, really small. So I remember going sometimes with friends, um, and just traveling around i guess like considering how tiny portugal is and considering that from lisbon to get to anywhere in the country you take at most five hours uh i guess you know i i visited and explored a few cities but i guess i could have explored a little bit more uh but um but yeah that's 
kind of it um, that I remember doing when I was growing up. So nothing tremendously exciting, uh, but there's some good hiking places and all of that. So um, there's some stuff that you can do there. It's just that the scale is a lot smaller, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. And I, I understand it. But at the same time, weirdly enough, you also have the advantage so to speak that you could travel to other countries easily because like you said mexico is a medium-sized country so a lot of the things i told you were actually either in mexico city or in puerto vallarta because mexico city being the capital of the country it yeah. does have a lot of stuff and it is quite a big city and we also have the both advantage and disadvantage depending on who and what you're asking is that we're just under the united states so we have a lot of cross stuff Oh, and, and culture so they have theme parks so we have to have theme parks you know and stuff like that yeah of course uh, yeah exactly exactly the proximity to the states really makes a difference there yeah too. exactly and but like you said you have the advantage you could travel a lot in mexico it's very hard to travel outside of the country all willy-nilly it's mostly like traveling within the country but we're lucky enough that we i think it's one of the few countries that have all four climates like you have permasnow on top of the mountains, so it's not easy to go, but it has permasnow. It has a desert, it has forest, and it has tropical jungles. So you could go to a lot of different places, it's just I personally didn't. But yeah, I see what you mean in terms yeah. of, oh, it sounds like a lot. But it, 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 it also sounds like a lot because I'm, like I said, I'm telling you, but you have to think that all of that is in the course of, what, 13 years? Because that's what technically childhood is. So it does sound like a lot, yeah. but when you divide it in at least 12 years, it's like, oh, okay, I see, I see. It's not like you did that daily. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, because the scale is so big, you have to do it every once in a while, not, not just regularly. But speaking of the regularity, um, what I'm going to say now is uh, I've looked up some of the prices of some of the stuff that we were saying that we might want to do in the future and all of that. Uh, so I'm going to give you the prices. And then I'm going to say, imagine that money is no obstacle, right? So imagine that, uh, you know, that's not a consideration that you need to have. And then I'm going to ask you more or less how often, how regularly you would like to do things outside the house. Yeah. Um, so, for example, some of the stuff that you've got here is you've got so to go to Disneyland. This is, I think, the one in Paris. And don't don't ask me why they had these in US dollars, but they did. But it was roughly 100 US dollars, uh, and that's only for the ticket, and that's only for the Central Park. Oh, it wow. increases in cost if you want to go to other uh, other parks. Uh, Legoland, I think you've got. It's like. 60 pounds but i know that there's very often very di uh, many discounts and like two for one and all of that uh petting zoos are roughly five six pounds to go uh the steam trains uh, like the bluebell railway which is nearby uh, that's like 24 pounds uh the aquarium is like 27 and uh, and one of the things that it can be quite of a struggle is that once our kids start going to school and we've already discussed how that's even earlier for uh, here in the UK is that you can only go when they're off school so only when they're on holiday season like half term yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that which 
can be quite tough because a lot of the stuff that we want to do becomes a lot more, more expensive, expensive. And which not is only more expensive, so annoying. It's also more competitive to get it because it's usually exactly. limited. So it's like, oh, let's and book, have a, to book, let's it book like a ticket for, for Legoland. Oh, it's all booked. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so with did, all that in mind, imagine lose... that it's not... Sorry. Sorry? <laughs> I was going to say that obviously I knew it, but right now it's just hit that we just enter the very competitive world of keeping your kids entertained. Because every single parent is fighting for the ticket to Disney or the nice hotel room or the Legoland on this specific day. So you need to prepare for like with three months of anticipation. And three months? Pretty much, or maybe that's, even six. No, that's rookie. That's rookie. Yeah, you see you what I mean? At least six, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see what I mean? So obviously right now we're still not in it because there's still luckily toddlers that don't demand much. But I just realized that we did enter this hugely competitive arena now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so with that in mind... And imagine the prices are there just to give you some sort of idea in terms of the scale and all of that. But how often do you think that you would like to do something outside of the house? So in your ideal world, money being no obstacle, how often would you get out of the house with Nim? Uh, let's make two assumptions here. One, that money is not an option. And two, that now magically I, I have a mode of transportation that I don't mind using. So let's say I sure. bought a car. And that I will say, mm, I was originally thinking weekly, but then I remember, for, like I was saying when I was a kid, that I didn't like to go out that much, which is very conflicting because I have memories. I, this just goes to show how the brain is weird. My when I look back to my childhood and my teenage years, I remember very clearly always being outside and also never being outside. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but I remember very clearly always arriving from school and then just going immediately to my room to watch anime and play video games. But at the same time, I also remember always being outside on my bike and climbing trees and like fighting on the side of the hill and like mud, like f throwing mud and stuff. So I don't know what the reality is anymore. I'm about to take my crazy pills after the episode, but I'm digressing. Mm. And the point is, if Nim is like me, I don't think she will actually like to do it every week. I think she will be some weeks and she's like, oh, no, I just want to stay home and catch up on my series. Like, the new Sailor Moon season is out and I'm behind or this new, like, thing just came out. So I think anything from bi-weekly to once a month. Because also, I want to make it special. And even though it sounds weird, I know that if you do a lot of good stuff... You can get used to it, and I don't want Nim Nim to get used to having... It sounds weird, so I don't know how to properly say it, but I don't want her to get used to having exciting fun. Because I don't want her to lose her sense of adventure, so I'm not saying that I don't want her to, fun, to have fun every time, but I don't want her to lose her sense of wonder, is what I mean. And I want her to be excited about something and be like, Whoa, we're doing this! And not being like, oh, yeah... Disney again. Yay. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
not not to you know it's like a market isn't it it's not to have a lot of uh, offer when the demand isn't there i guess yeah. i know not, not oversaturate the market essentially yeah, exactly. it's, it's like not not make it something common like make it something special so i i do i do get what you mean um and and you mentioned about the method of transportation like would you would you try to get the car if yes. that made it easier to oh, do that kind yeah, yeah, of stuff yeah. so it's already in the plans it's just we haven't been able to do it but we definitely need a car especially yeah. in, in something like the uk when public transport is not as efficient let's say it's not as efficient and it's expensive as well so it's a bad combo for for uh, public transport for sure yeah. but i was just curious because the way you put it it made it seem like you know you'll you'll make do with what you have which is fine there's nothing wrong with that but i was just curious um, no yeah it's in, it's it's one of the goals like having a car yeah, is one yeah, of the yeah. goals yeah for sure nice 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 yeah nice. so if anyone hearing yeah. my birthday is coming this december 20th so if you want to start like a <laughs> go fund me or something <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i heard the new land rover is a good family car <laughs> um but what about you? yeah I, I think yeah i think for for me i would so I would like to do something at least monthly. Now, there's some stuff that I would like to do weekly, but it's essentially just getting out of the house, right? So I I don't want Nico to be like the entire weekend, for example, inside the house or anything like that. So I want him to be used to at least getting out of the house. It doesn't have to be anything special, even if it's just to go to the park, even if it's just to go to the supermarket walking or something like that, just getting used to, to getting out of the house. Uh, so that one... I would like to do it at least weekly, maybe twice, no, not twice a week, sorry, uh, bi-weekly, bi-weekly or something yeah. like that. Like fortnightly. Uh, yeah, fortnightly, potentially. Uh, and then, but that's for, like, I kind of class it and I kind of see it as three different stages. So the small things, just getting out of the, out of the house, going to the park, etc. Uh, that would be, like weekly or fortnightly uh then you've got like the intermediate things uh which would be like uh, monthly uh which i guess what would it be uh the intermediate one so the intermediate ones to do monthly would be something like the petting zoo or you know uh not going to the beach because that's only in the summer and it doesn't really apply uh but yeah something like petting zoo visiting another town nearby uh, or something like that um, and then you've got the, the big things which would be like once a year or maybe twice a year uh, which is maybe going on holidays or going to Disneyland or you know that's that's probably more like every five years or more every 10 years yeah but um but like going on holidays at least once a year and uh, just enjoying that kind of stuff or maybe legoland or maybe you know the thor park or whatever i think um so yeah now that we're into it i think it's also worth considering when we say how often and stuff to to think about ourselves, because yeah, obviously we love being parents. It's obviously a passion that we share. That's why we have this podcast. But now that I think about it, let's assume that you were to choose to do it weekly. When do you have time for your own social life? You know, to hang out with your friends, to play your video games and stuff. Because 
even if you do it only half a day and you just go to the petting zoo in the morning, we're not getting any younger, man. So they're, the kids are going to be fun. They're going to come back and they're going to want to watch TV and everything. But then after that, are you going to be like, well, now I'm up to the, the, I don't know, dice saloon to play some board games. So I think we also have to consider that, that maybe we, we just don't have enough time to, if we were to um, do it weekly, you know? Yeah, that, that's true. I kind of, yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. I kind of see it more or less the way I see it now, which is I do some of my social activities during the week after Nico has gone to bed. So that covers part of it. And then I have one day in the weekend where I cover that. So the, the day in the weekend might suffer a little bit, but maybe not too much because I already take Nico swimming. So that's kind of my weekly activity, but I do want him to have other activities. I think the, my, my problem really isn't about this extra stuff. I think my problem is if he gets on like school activities and all of that, that's when it gets a little bit tricky because then if he plays football or if he plays whatever, uh, basketball or whatever, they have competitions and they have to go here, they have to go there. Oh, yeah. And that's when it starts becoming a little bit more complicated. I remember with my brother, he plays hockey. And, like, the, every week there was, like, a tournament or something to go to. That's you don't sound bitter at all. <laughs> Sorry? You don't sound bitter Me. at all. No, it, it was, like, it was fine. But it's, like, I liked going joking, and watching him, but I could do it watching him once a month, you know, if it was me playing, maybe I would enjoy it more, but just watching him, it was great, but um, but maybe once a month, and especially because when I left Portugal, he was still in the very young kids' leagues, mm -hmm. so it was basically like just seeing kids that are that were like 10 to 12 years old just playing with one another, so it wasn't like super competitive or anything, so that's the reason why. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of what I have uh, in mind or what I would like to do. Who knows uh, what sort of things we'll be able to accomplish, but that that's what I have in mind. Yeah, that, no, that, it seems again that we're pretty much in line as well. Like it do, we do have very similar approach apparently to yeah, what the yeah. plans are. Cool. Uh, and I think that takes us to um, the end of uh, this one. Um, so, um, yeah, I think um, I can probably take this out, or did you want to do it? No, you can do it, man. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. So, um, thank you for listening to us uh, on this uh, podcast. Um, and thank you, Bruno, for, um, you know, for, for spending this time and speaking to me. Uh, always enjoyable. Um so uh, as we said uh, check the description for any relevant uh, links for and resources about the theme of today's episode um follow us on social media and interact with anything we post if we don't post often or we haven't done but if we do and if we start doing please interact with us so that we know that you are there and listening and reading what we're posting and uh you know, follow uh, my friend Bruno uh, at Mariachi Viking on Twitch as well. See some videos there of him playing some games. Um, and as usual, uh, you can write to us at contact at foreignersandfathers.com. Uh, that's how you can reach us to tell us about what's the, what's the best place that you've taken your kid out on a day out activity. Uh, and you can even recommend any specific places 
that you say that we should take kids, when we should take them, or any places that you recommend against. Maybe you've been to some place that you're like, you know, I'm never going out there again, and no one should ever have to go there again. That's We'd a good love shout. To hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's yeah. Any, any parents that can say avoid this, like they it's, believe it's not worth it, don't go. <laughs> That'll be helpful. Exactly saves time and money and effort and yeah. all of that like i hear i heard someone took their kids to like a peppa pig theme park or something and i was like wow i can't think of anything more dreadful than that yeah. as a parent you know uh, and they probably spent a lot of money doing that um and in the meantime you know please remember to subscribe uh to our podcast on whatever uh and leave us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to us and um if you are in the future you can listen to the next episode right away but if not as normal you can listen to the next episode which will be available in a week's time and next time we're going to cover uh, children and sickness something that um, you know as we have started taking kids to nursery it's really become a central part of our lives how very to deal relevant with that. A very very relevant and sometimes not even children how we deal with our own sickness and our own health um so stay tuned for that listen to us and as always again thank you bruno and uh, bye from me no thank you for for your time man it's been a lovely chat like always i i missed our chats because again it's been a while since we recorded and i got used to recording pretty much like every third day <laughs> so Thank you for, for taking the, the time, man. It's been lovely. And thank you to whoever is listening for giving us part of your time a day. So I hope you enjoyed it. And it's also a bye for me. See you later. Bye. Bye.